Hello, and welcome to the Eurowhat, episode number 31 for the week of December 3rd, 2018. I'm Ben Smith, and I'm joined today by Mike McComb. Hey, Mike. Hello. We are a couple of Americans trying to make sense of the Eurovision Song Contest, and this week we will be talking about gifts for that Eurovision fan in your life because, hey, the holiday season has snuck up on us once again. Yes, it has. How is it December already? I'm not ready for that. How is it December? Why is it dark out already? I'm I'm not sure I'm entirely ready. I do not have any holiday decorations up in my apartment yet, and like it's the, the second of December when we're recording this, so I feel I somehow feel behind. We don't do a whole bunch of decorating for the holidays just because we end up uh traveling for most of it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was at Target earlier this week and saw a whole bunch of decorations for Hanukkah. And my immediate thought was just like, ooh, I should grab that stuff now for my Eurovision party in May. So <laughs> Savvy shopping. There you, you heard go. it here yeah. first. You can just get all of the Lachaim banners that you need to just really spruce up your place once May rolls around. Yep. So, <laughs> uh, Yeah, that, that's, that is a very smart tip uh, on, the, on the global Eurovision decorating thing on my side uh, while home for Thanksgiving. Ended up picking up so i i told my mom about the icelandic yule lads uh last year which sort of like instead of santa there's like 13 mischievous elves that are mostly food driven there's like a quiz online that you can take from like the official icelandic people to figure out which one is your your spirit yule lad i guess uh and mine was was spoon liquor which again like i i feel like nine of the 13 or possibly even 10 of the 13 are driven by food and and or like stealing things because food is in them mm-hmm. like one of them is like it will will steal candles because candles used to be made out of beef tallow so you could eat them theoretically some of them have just very straightforward names like window peeper uh who <laughs> or or meat hook uh he he uses a hook to steal meat it's a great tradition. Look it up. Anyways, I now have a, a small gnome in my house uh, that with a wooden spoon. That because, sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's great. Look it up. Uh, get, uh, yeah. Oh, thank you, Iceland. Yeah, uh. they're, they're, it's delightful. <laughs> Anyways, uh, much like the holidays, so much Eurovision news has snuck up on us. Yes. Uh, in one case, uh, we have a frontrunner in the 2019 competition, which is to say we have a contestant. Uh, Armenia has decided on, on an internal selection this year, and they have announced that their artist will be Sirvuka, which is spelled S-R-B-U-K and is not a tie-in with the Starbucks Corporation, as it turns out. Not yet, anyway. Not yet. <laughs> uh, they should get on that, though, because like that's just a TOA from being some real good promo. Mm-hmm. More about Sirvuka. She is a runner-up uh, from X Factor Armenia from 2011 she placed fourth in the voice ukraine in 2018 we will have some links in the show notes with more about her but anyways armenia uh in, in addition to announcing hey we're uh, our artist is sirvuka essentially decided to drop their selection process just because they've been kind of disappointed with the way entries have gone the last few years and that makes sense because like okay cool we, we went with the outside selection and it's not been going great so let's let's bring that in let's bring that in in-house yeah, it's a little disappointing just because I really liked watching the Armenian selection process on mm-hmm. Saturday afternoons, but it's totally understandable. Like Artsvik, who totally deserved to win the first season, like she just, I don't know. I, I, I think part of it was the song that she had in uh, Ukraine just did not, it was a little too artsy, I think. Like I loved it. Uh, you you it, loved it. I was like, I don't get it. And I, I right. get, yeah. Yeah, and I think everybody agreed on the I don't get it front. So, all right. Yeah, and then last year's selection was just really kind of forced. Like, it was just pretty much two semifinals and a final. And, yeah, you didn't really get an opportunity to really latch on to anything. Mm-hmm. 
I'd like to see Armenia's luck turn around because they were really on a tear for a while. Oh yeah, like they, they had know. like a couple of years where they they were constantly in the are they going to take it this year? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I like I, I thought in 2016 they might have been a dark horse candidate, and mm-hmm. yeah, di- did not work out that way unfortunately. But yeah. they are, along with the announcement of the artists, they uh, are taking submissions for songs. So that kind of struck me as interesting, just in that like oh they don't have a song already picked out for her it it won't necessarily be a song that she has written or her people have written so yeah like that seems yeah. very interesting to me i like that they're sort of keeping it open but on the other hand it, it feels like maybe you should just bring all that internal have her work with her team along with the announcement video there was also a video of a single from her and like i'm intrigued i'm intrigued at least from like a an audio point of view and from a visuals point of view so excited that this process gotten started uh kind of hopping on that bandwagon latvia and estonia have released their songs that are up for consideration for next year's competition latvia they're doing the supernova format again and they have 33 songs that were released as audition videos on YouTube this week. Mm-hmm. And I, my understanding is there's going to be one more cut before the Supernova process begins. So it's not going to be all 33 songs that will be competing, which is good because... That's a lot of songs. It's a lot of songs. And going through the playlist, there are a lot of first drafts, I would say. Like some of them still... Some of them have potential and I think could get worked into something. Some of them are very, um, I don't know, like, hi, sky, my love is alive. Like, it's just very, like, basic rhyme schemes and just mm-hmm. not, not, not bringing much to the table. And also with these audition videos, like, it is just them performing in front of, like, four judges. There's not a lot of stage presence that's happening, even with some of the more experienced candidates. Like, uh, Marcus Riva is trying for the... I, I think he's tried Supernova all four years that it's been offered. And even he didn't really seem to be leaving much of an impression. So... Oh, dear. Yeah. Uh, another thing that I noticed from the Latvia playlist is there are four songs that have either fire or fireworks or some some form of fire in the title like two of them are just called fire so uh, i think fuego's influence uh is going to be strong in the 2019 selection mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean either that or they have been using our lyric generator which is which is exciting for me yes yes and that is still available on our website if you would like to try it out and um who knows if you want to submit to armenia yeah like, like get, get yeah. on that uh we would <laughs> like a cut of that but mm-hmm. we, you know just email us we're, we're very nice yes yes and then estonia's playlist their format is two semifinals of 12 songs each the 24 songs have been produced and like the videos are kind of more produced videos they're not audition videos or anything like that and from what I've heard so far, I've only been able to get through about a third of the list as we record this. It's pretty good. Like Estonia, Estonia's back on their game. I think like they've they've struggled the last few years, but yeah, I'm eager to see how their process is going to play out. Okay. As these songs are coming out, one of the things that I like to do is see if I can find them on Spotify, and I've thrown together a playlist that will also be on our website, so you can get way too into the weeds of selection season yeah, get into the weeds subscribe to that playlist watch it grow last year did the same thing and there were well over 300 songs on that playlist and it's it's a fun one to just kind of dip into because like again it's going to be some of the songs that almost made it to eurovision and didn't quite make it and then some songs that 
we're up for consideration, but we're probably right to have been passed by. Another one of the selection processes that is spinning up in addition to Latvia and Estonia is Melfest. Melfest is on the way. I'm very excited. It's my favorite of the various selection processes just because it is it's densely packed with like good pop songs. Mm-hmm. Just looking at some of the, the names in, in the running for this year, as it were, uh, we have 1993 entry Arvin Garna. Uh, we have 2005, we have Martin Stanmark. And then Anna Bergdahl, who represented them in 2010, and fun fact, or, well, fun is relative here, I guess. It's fun for me. Yeah, not fun uh, for me. Probably Sweden. not so fun uh. for her, because she was, like, the, she's, like, the only Swedish entry that did not make the final. So, a little bit of a redemption arc for her if they want to if they want to start doing the, the NBC-style backstory uh, version of, of their sports coverage there. Oh, please don't. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, like, even NBC doesn't do that anymore. Uh, Mahombi is also in the mix. He's worked with Pitbull and Red One, which, really, who hasn't worked with Pitbull at this point? J- just as we learned this summer with all of the various soccer songs pitbull seems just very game to give you like five minutes of his studio time he also has a grammy from 2016 which is kind of cool i look forward to seeing what that looks like in terms of melfest uh the host this year is not david lindgren which which is fine like i actually really enjoyed him he seemed to have a sense of humor about himself and like could host and sing and do comedy but i think they are they're seeing diminishing returns on viewership so they're playing around with the format a little bit trying to figure out what what will get all of those viewers back in there and apparently the theory is like four hosts which in eurovision terms is usually scary because we had that in portugal this year mm-hmm. and it was just felt like way too many hosts but unlike eurovision uh Melfest takes six weeks and is in like six different locations so i'm assuming we're just gonna get various combos of the people they've hired the people they've hired by the way are marika carlson eric sada who uh represented them with popular kojo akalor uh, and then the one I'm most excited about, Sarah Don Finer, who I know better as Linda Woodruff, although she also has a singing career. Uh, but she's she's Linda Woodruff, and I really want Linda Woodruff to come back. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see what sort of comedy they have going on because I thought felt that was something that was also missing from last year's show was they were much more focused on the competition aspect and, and that was probably just since they had the one host like no, mm-hmm. nobody for him to really play off of. I want to see what Linda Woodruff is doing in, in 2019. How, like how how has she responded to the changing Eurovision climate? Mm-hmm. Uh, what is she excited about? How is she going to mispronounce Netta's name? The various. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh and especially if she like starts doing research about jewish traditions and like i i don't think hebrew is going to come to her naturally uh we'll put it that way (laughs) yeah i mean i feel like just pronouncing swedish names never came to her naturally and that was part of why i loved her (laughs) anyways uh one other note as far as swedish pop goes uh slate's hit parade podcast uh and actually you were the one who who found this mic and sent it to me and it's very much my thing but they had an episode this week just as part of the 20th anniversary of the song baby one more time being birthed into the world and rocketing up the charts did sort of a deep dive into how max martin got to the place he is in terms of controlling American pop from his studio in Stockholm. It's super, super interesting. It's a great deep dive that goes all the way back to Ace of Bass and Roxette and all those things. It's very, very enjoyable. Uh, definitely thank you for putting that on my radar, Mike. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, this this episode was far and away my favorite episode of the podcast. Yeah, my, my favorite tidbit from this week's installment was how Swedish songwriting... like. Everybody in Sweden is pretty much fluent in English. Like they, they 
teach it in primary school. And when it comes to lyrics writing, they're not as concerned about it scanning. They just want to make sure that it fits the meter of the song. Mm-hmm. Which for me explains like so much lyrical nonsense that pops up in like 2000s pop. Absolutely. Yeah. And and particularly the the main subject of this episode of the podcast where it, it was right when I was in high school and just really hitting like all of my pop music sensibilities. And it's like, oh, this is so mm-hmm. amazing. And then like it, all of the influence that Max Martin has had in pop music since then, like over the last 20 years. And so many of the songs is like, oh, I love that song. Oh, I love that song. It's like, oh, of course, they are all like you, you could definitely sense the structure in all of them but then mm-hmm. just seeing it all pre- hearing it all presented is just like mm-hmm. oh this explains so much about me <laughs> but, but, but yeah just like take an hour of your time check it out it's really mm-hmm. really good we will probably throw a, a link to that in the notes because again it's it's very much worth your time it feels very much related to the idea of why songs do well at eurovision and why sweden always seems to be up there exactly that episode did start with talking about ABBA, which takes us to this week's installment of the X Eurovision Contestant Factor. Uh, last week was ABBA week. Each contestant did two songs because they got to fill two hours of time. And yeah, one was the Get Me to the Final song, which Brendan Murray did uh, Snow Patrol's Run, which... Okay. Sure. That feels... Yeah, that feels... No, that feels very much in his wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Like previous weeks, just given what he's been singing... If you told me that he was going to pick something like kind of mid 2000s AOR format, kind of modern rock, if you told me, yeah, he's going to sing a song by Snow Patrol, like, yep, that that seems right. Yeah, yeah, and like watch the video of that performance; it was fine. He was doing his thing. Uh, they did not have video of his ABBA performance, which he did. I have a dream. Ben, I believe that was your prediction when we were just speculating it. on ABBA week. I called it. I'm like, okay, what? Yeah, I'm like, what ABBA song is kind of slow and very sappy? And yep, nailed it. Yeah. And the way that they were doing last week's eliminations is they had voting happening during the Saturday show. And they froze voting at the end. And the two acts that had the fewest votes were just kicked off. No sing off. Nothing. Unfortunately, Brendan was one of those two people. So as of last Saturday, he's been out of the X Factor. And yeah, that's when I stopped paying any attention. And then this past weekend was the final. Somebody won um, Dalton Harris. Congrats. Yeah, congrats to you, Dalton Harris. You won the X Factor, which means something in 2018. Right? Sure. We'll probably do well with the Christmas single. Oh, good point. Yeah. Congratulations on your Christmas single, Dalton. Yes. ITV posted the week-by-week results for the voting, and it seems like Brendan was at best middle of the pack pretty much once he was up for elimination the second or third week of the live shows he'd been just kind of squeaking by from that point on like he just missed having to like sing for survival for a couple of weeks and then yeah just getting knocked out last week was probably not that big of a surprise and made a good run of it so congrats and yeah, uh, X Factor is done for 2018, and now we just get to look at all of the other versions of X Factor that may birth uh, Eurovision contestants in the next year, uh, such as Malta. So, America's Got Talent, or as as you so eloquently put it in our in our prep for the show, World's Got Singing mm-hmm. uh, is doing a some sort of global tournament of champions thing in January on NBC here. 
Uh, but I think we are safe as far as Eurovision contestants popping up there. As far as I can tell, I mean, if the Wikipedia page is accurate on who's competing, nobody's name jumped out as having any Eurovision connection. So we get to take a break from pretending to watch shows that are on topic for this podcast. Hooray! <laughs> I mean, we're going to be busy watching like actual semifinals. Yeah, so it's, it's yeah. probably for the best. Yeah, like we, we we did not want to give it short shrift, or at least any shorter shrift than we are already giving the, these shows. Yeah. <laughs> I think that does it for news. Mm-hmm. Given that it is December, the holidays are upon us. It made sense to do like a fun holiday gift guide episode. You know, for that grandchild that you know likes Eurovision, and you somehow found our podcast in the iTunes store. What can you get for them, or what can you get for the for the Eurovision fan in your life without having to pay a ridiculous amount of shipping? Well, the the shipping may still be a factor, but most of the items that we have on this list are things that are available stateside. So uh, you should be able to find it like at Amazon, Barnes and Noble, your media providers of choice. I, th- I think I named all of them already. <laughs> yeah, so. as of as of today's show, uh, they they will all get there in time for Christmas, at least for the stuff that's on Amazon. But you know, wa- watch that shipping schedule. Yeah, yeah. Let's start out with my favorite area of Christmas gifts: books. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was I was that weird kid that liked books. Um, but uh, they're like the big one. I think this year that we we definitely had as like a card on the Trello board for a while. Uh, and never kind of got around to discussing as a group was uh, the book Space Opera by Catherine Valente. Yes. It's a fun sort of sci-fi romp where what if aliens contact the Earth and it turns out that if we don't want to be destroyed, we have to participate in like an intergalactic version of Eurovision. Who would we send? How would they do? Would everybody survive? Find out all that and more in Space Opera. Like I, Again, like I, I thought it was super cool that we had like a fiction book this year. I was just like, okay, I don't know how well this is going to do because the Venn diagram of this is people who enjoy sci-fi in sort of a Douglas Adams vein and people who enjoy Eurovision and know enough about it that they get the jokes here. I'm like, that Venn diagram is me. Right. And, uh, and like, I, I would fall into that Venn diagram as well. I mean, it is very reminiscent of The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, if you're if you're a fan of those books, this is definitely one that you may want to yeah. check out. And I remember when Netta was performing on the Today Show uh, this summer, like there were a whole bunch of people waving copies of the book when they were cutting to the audience. It was like, okay, there's there's some crossover. Like they're 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 trying to make this Venn diagram a little more overlapped. So yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, and, like, it's been popping up on a bunch of book lists for, like, end-of-the-year stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I think in Amazon's sort of longer list of their books of 2018, it popped up under the sci-fi section. I've seen it in multiple other places. Oh, yeah, Goodreads had it in their, uh, their, their voting process is much like the Lithuanian semifinals in that it just it seems to continuously be going on, this book's, uh, this best books of 2018 voting period. Mm-hmm. They're like, you need to vote now. And I'm like, I voted last week. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like a wall of numbers. And it's yeah. Just and like, it's like, and like, okay, well, and like yeah. it, it doesn't feel like any of the books went away from the previous week. So I'm just like, I don't understand how this works. But anyway, Space Opera is there. It's getting a lot of positive reviews. Check it out. Uh, some other titles in the Eurovision section, although given the wonderful uh, self-publishing boom through Amazon, mm-hmm. just, just type Eurovision in. You, you, use some prudence there, but you also have uh, Over My Dead Body and Three Minutes of Eternity, 
which are all other books you can purchase there. Yeah, I I have not read either of those yet, but Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, if we wanted to start a Eurovision book club, I'm very interested in checking those two out. Uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm also interested in like trying to track down the the memoir uh, that Montenegro's entry from a few years ago, Space, the guy who did that, Mm -hmm. apparently like has a whole book about that and his X Factor experience and whatnot. But apparently it's not in English yet, so that's going to be like a little bit of a deterrent for me because I don't speak Montenegrin or whatever the other national languages are there. Yeah. Well, you know, it's something to work on over the holidays. Like, yeah, but I'm sure you'll have like a couple I'm, days off from work. So. <laughs> I'll set it up in Duolingo right now so that the owl can guilt me about it. There you go. So another item that came out th- this year was the Eurovision board game. I recall them doing some sort of advertising for it during, it was either one of the semifinals or the grand final, where they just Mm -hmm. showed them playing the game. And yeah, Ryan, as you may recall, ordered uh, a copy pretty much as soon as it came out. Uh, I believe that was right before this year's contest. And Mm -hmm. we checked in with Ryan to see what he thought of the game. And his review was, it's good for uber geeks, but a lot of the questions are things slash people slash songs I have never heard of. Consequently, I have literally zero people I can play it with. I'm glad I have it, and when I'm bored, I'll probably pull out the cards and learn some new trivia to annoy people with, but as a playable item, it doesn't work for me. Okay, so that feels about right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it did seem like it was going to be, like, really into the nitty-gritty of Eurovision trivia, or at least go beyond, let's see... Mm -hmm. My knowledge begins at about 2010, and I'm sure there are a lot of questions that predate that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, for me, when I heard that they were releasing a board game, I I had two thoughts. One, this sounds like it's going to be kind of... So Geeks Who Drink is a trivia night that runs in a lot of different locations nationally in the U.S., and they'll, every so often they will have a theme quiz where it'll be like a special event, and it'll be something like, we're going to do Parks and Recreation, or we're going to do The Office Mm -hmm. trivia. And I've gone to some of those... And I'm going to be Midwestern and say, you know, I'm pretty good when it comes to just sort of general trivia. When it comes to, like, subject-specific trivia on that level for, like, a TV show, it's not fun. It's just kind of trivial stuff. It's like, I I don't see the point of being able to recall what the, the titles of all of the Duke Silver albums were. That just, like, a fun background gag is not something that you should store in your brain. Right. Or, like, what color shoes was this person wearing when they said this very specific line? It's like, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, or it's just like this. Yeah, the the there is like a fine line between trivia and fun, and sometimes it crosses that. Anyways, the second one was like, so I feel like a lot of television properties have official board games when Mm -hmm. they do not need official board games because you'll have things like the home home game edition of various game shows, and those can be fun. But there will be like sitcoms that have like. Oh, yeah, we had the Laverne and Shirley board game. Yeah, the Laverne and Shirley board game. Or, like, Mr. Belvedere, the board game. This is, like, (laughs) where it's just, like, okay, so you just got dollar signs in your eyes and Mm. saw a marketing opportunity and then figured out the the game mechanics later. Yeah, usually the game mechanics are just, like, roll a die, move around the board, answer a question, and then your turn is over. And it's just, like, Yeah. yeah. I think Ryan's strategy of just popping open the trivia cards and going through a couple of cards uh, every now and then makes total sense. Treating them like a like one of those page a day calendars with the fun fact on it, right? Or like flashcards or something in case mm-hmm. I don't know. There's a Who Wants to Be a Millionaire Eurovision edition. <laughs> I, don't... 
I'm, I'm glad you went that way. I was thinking in case there's like a hostage situation where you need to know very specific trivia to save everybody who's in the room with you. Yeah. So in terms of something that is a little bit more accessible for a general audience, there is the video game Just Dance 2019, which I've never played Just Dance before. Like I... I love Dance Dance Revolution, which probably is a surprise to no one, but like that that one is very Eurovision adjacent, at least in terms of like J-pop and the sort of music that works really well in that game. Very similar to the sort of music that you get at Eurovision. Anyway, the newest version of the game does have some Eurovision connections. Netta's Toy is one of the songs featured on the game. But there are also some uh, Eurovision alumni who are have songs, not their Eurovision entries, but other songs that are in the mix. Uh, there is a cover of Cerebro's Me, Me, Me. Uh, Stella Mwangi has Not Your Ordinary. And Arash, who was part of Azerbaijan's team in 2009, is collaborating with Snoop Dogg for a song called OMG. Oh, nice. Is that their song for the World Cup? Oh, no, that was uh, Arash and Pitbull. Speaking of Pitbull, again. Again. He won't go away. Secretly, he's behind everything. Yeah, yeah. So if you are like me and have not played Just Dance before, there is a demo available for the Switch. I'm not sure if it's available for other systems. Toy was not available in the demo, but it was my first time playing it and trying it out. And it was kind of fun. It's a little bit more full body than Dance Dance Revolution can be. Like DDR is much more like moving your feet and just keeping your balance just dance seems to have more about like oh just mirror the dancer on the screen so like you're moving your hands like waving them up and down i presume in toy you're going to be doing the chicken dance that sort of thing and yeah i was trying it out and like really enjoying myself the only problem is my apartment's on the lower level of a house and we are at the corner of a very busy intersection and the uh walls in chicago can be very heavily constructed uh like our walls have brick wire and some other like very hard substance in them that makes it very difficult to drill holes so there are no curtains in our front window so i was very <laughs> self-conscious going through the demo so i would get the game except uh i have no way of playing it without putting on a show for the rest of the neighborhood <laughs> so this is what duct taping a bed sheet to the wall is for Mike. yeah yeah it may, it may have to come to that it seems like it's a game that everybody would be able to kind of pick up and play along so yeah uh i, I would recommend that one uh, as a gift Okay. One thing that's not a good idea for a Eurovision gift is DVDs. There are many DVDs in the official Eurovision store, and it seems like a great idea, except for US DVD players usually need things to either be region zero, meaning there is no region assigned to it, or region one, which is US Canada. Even though the region is correct, uh, there's like PAL formatting, which doesn't play nice with US formatting, which is NTSC. Uh, it's it's a real frustrating rabbit hole, especially because some players, like I, I, I have a Blu-ray player that very judiciously will will sometimes allow foreign DVDs and other times will not. It could be a real grab bag. And also a lot of the uh, performances, even with like the geo blocking that's happened, you can find them on YouTube, you can find them on Daily Motion or other video sites. So yeah, like if you if you really have an urge to see a previous performance, there are ways to get it that you don't have to put it into a DVD player. So yeah. that one is definitely a buyer beware type mm-hmm. gift. 
One that's a little bit more reliable, uh, if you're just looking to get the music for people, would be going onto iTunes and uh, downloading the albums from there. And the albums from 2015 onward, both the studio recordings and the karaoke versions are available. So that might be a good gift to consider. Mm-hmm. Or if you want something that's older than 2015, CDs are available on Amazon. Oh, yeah. Like uh, when we were starting the show, like one thing I found on Amazon for probably about 10 bucks, and this was like third-party resale. Uh, but yeah, there's like a lovely Eurovision Song Contest 1956 to 1999 compilation. It's two discs. Hmm. Uh, it start, Yeah, and it like goes in reverse chronological order, so it starts you out with a blast from the past with Charlotte Nilsson's Take Me to Your Heaven, and just sort of works its way backwards with like a, f- with mostly like a fun couple of editions, like they throw in like a random Luxembourg track between the two years that uh, Israel won, I think just as like whatever was second place. Mm-hmm. Maybe to balance out the track listing or to throw in a couple other well-known things, like you have uh, Volare, which didn't actually win in 1958, I think, but came very close, and it's like well-known, so like they threw it in there. That's cool. Yeah, it's it's super cool. It's it's a great way to kind of dive into past winners. And again, it's about ten bucks. It's a great way to find something that that goes with Eurovision. Another thing you can do, and although you usually have to go off of Amazon, you have to go to other sites which may have shipping issues. But if you are into things like Melody Festival, and you can find past compilations from there at, at various sites that will gladly send them to you here in the U.S. And if there are artists that the person you're buying a gift for like really liked at a particular contest, you can probably find albums of theirs. I got the CD from Italy's representative in 2011, both for myself, and I really liked it. And I was like, oh, you know, I think my mom would really like this and got it for her for a birthday present. And yeah, she really liked that album, too. So these contestants do go on to like actually record full albums. So that might Mm -hmm. be another avenue to explore. Occasionally, you have to import stuff. So definitely keep that in mind if you are trying to track that for the holidays. But yeah, like that's a great way to go down. And then we also just have kind of like a weird grab bag of things that feel kind of like the kind of like our junk drawer of of gift ideas and that they don't really go anywhere else. Yeah, like if you just do a search for Eurovision, you can get some really random stuff. Like I was just doing a search last night and one of the things that I found was you can get an actual size cutout of 2014 winner Conchita Verst because yeah, be, be, yeah, for for that fan in your life who's like I need a physical representation of Conchita in my home at all times. Yeah. Uh, if you're not sure that you want to commit to the full life-size cutout, which uh, just for pricing information is $69.97 plus about $15 in shipping, mm-hmm. you can also opt for the mini cutout, which is $19.97 plus $4.95 shipping. And I believe these are kind of cardboard standees. I don't think they're like the fat heads that you can just kind of paste onto your wall. So yeah, again, read the product description before committing to a purchase, but that is an option that's available. You can also find some random t-shirts that are eurovision related sort of the one that i'm looking at Mm -hmm. uh features the phrase not your toy which Mm. great tie into the 2018 song contest but the image that goes with it is a turkey wearing a chef's hat holding what appears to be a ladle of gravy and using its other wing to make the okay sign or like this like, like an italian chef would do with their hands to go yes the pasta is good I don't understand why these things are paired together, but the description does say Eurovision Song Tea, Netta, which I will note is spelled N-E-T-A instead of N-E-T-T-A, mm-hmm. not your toy, comma, feminist funny tea. <laughs> 
if anybody could like contact us and let us know what any of this means, I would really appreciate a, 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 a like just for my own understanding of what is going on. What happened is someone's trying to cash in on things, but I will note that it comes in a lovely range of colors, ranging from black to navy to royal blue to white to baby blue. <sighs> so if you like white, black, or blue, and again, a turkey that may have eaten its friend, <laughs> uh, you know, this is the t-shirt for you or that friend who loves all those things. If you want to get like even more random, uh, Etsy... Etsy is a great thing, yeah. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. One, one of the <laughs> items that uh, caught our eye was ultra rare ABBA vinyl record, um, but it's ornately decorated. We'll yes, say. yeah. Like it looks. I mistook it for a commemorative plate. Yeah, yeah. Like it just has this like sort of gold braided rim. I don't know. That could also just be the display case that mm-hmm. it's in but maybe but yeah so the full description of this guy is it's an abba waterloo mega rare 12 inch maxi single promo picture disc eurovision lp the condition is listed as as nm which means near mint so that that's a that's a well taken care of item nice uh it's been favorited by five people so you might want to jump on that just in case they decide to to say yes i want this oh fun eurovision tie-in uh it is going to ship from israel oh so cool. just like a fun yeah. little fun little 2019 yeah, just making this as full t- circle you, as possible. So. Yeah, full, yeah, really as full circle as you can get. You can tell your friend it came from Israel and I paid $24 in shipping for it, so you better appreciate it. Yeah. One thing that would make a lovely stocking stuffer, by the way, uh, the Apple, which you may recognize from episode 20 of this program, is available in both DVD and Blu-ray. Send it to your friends, force them to watch it. They'll love you. Yes, that's what will happen. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's fine. There's a whole bunch of Eurovision-adjacent content that is available. One store that I would recommend, either through Etsy or Redbubble, uh, is the show... Uh, not the show. The store, Europops. They do a lot of Avatar-type designs of all the contestants every yeah, year. Yeah, they do a bunch of fun fan art every year. As, as contestants are announced, they have like a really kind of nice, simple style. But also with a sense of humor. Last year for Italy's Avatar, it included the singer dancing with the gorilla. This year with Cyprus, it included the banana and pineapple uh, from the music video. So yeah, very tongue-in-cheek. It includes t-shirts, magnets, pins. The uh, shirt that I got for Latvia to show my support, even though nobody else was supporting latvia this year uh that uh that was a store that i got it from and highly highly recommend it they do good stuff uh mm-hmm. and if you want to buy official merchandise there's also eurovisionfanhouse.com is that the website that the official site links to or is that a separate official goods uh, well the official site like if you go through eurovision.tv they uh that's where you can pick up the board game and some other like branded merch Mm-hmm. And that store operates uh, on on the euro, so you may have to deal with shipping issues or like slightly higher prices uh, just because of the exchange rate. Uh, but the Eurovision fan house, that's where it's kind of more like fan designed art, like kind of officially sanctioned fan art for the contest. And that site runs on US dollar uh, along with other currencies. So that one is probably going to have easier shipping options to work with, plus a wider selection of different designs. Like you can, uh, one of the phone cases was like one of those like, oh, keep calm and watch Eurovision if, if you're into that 
meme that is the one that they also kind of pushed on the various broadcasts like oh check out the eurovision fan house for any merch that is also not necessarily contest specific like it's just about eurovision as a concept rather than just specifically the 2018 contest or the 2019 contest if nothing else uh nothing says i know you like eurovision and i had five minutes like a macaroni picture of the eurovision logo that sounds like a fun craft project yeah just like yeah like yeah like like, (laughs) Sometimes the best gifts are the ones that you make. Anyways, that's going to do it for this episode of the Euro What. Thanks for listening. The Euro What podcast is hosted by Ben Smith. That's me and Mike McComb. That's me. You can find us on our website at eurowhat.com and on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at eurowhat. If you'd like to contact us by email, we can be reached at esc at whatelseison.tv. We'd love to hear your questions and comments. You can subscribe to the Euro What on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or the podcast app of your choice. Word of mouth is still the best way to get folks to listen, so please be sure to tell your friends about the Euro What podcast. Rating and reviewing the podcast when you subscribe also helps other Eurovision fans find us. We'll be back in a couple of weeks to try and make sense of what's new in the Eurovision Song Contest. Take care, Mike. See ya.